Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast, presented by HypeBot.com. <laughs> Woohoo! Exactly. Thank you, HypeBot. Yeah, seriously, make sure you guys are following HypeBot for all of the latest happenings of whatever's going on in the music business. News, tips and tricks, everything related to marketing and the business, head over there. I mean, I've been following it for religiously for seven years now yeah i mean it's just it's bookmarked i follow the rss feeds there's just plenty of great info so hypebot.com um we uh we sort of had another one of those moments of the show must go on we had a guest all scheduled and through some communication errors dates and times were wrong the guest will be back next week so we're flying alone today Nothing wrong with that. Nope. And uh, Jay, you threw out a topic idea. Yeah, because th- I run into this so often, and I think you do too, where when artists put out an album, and this can be on any level, right? It can be a you know professional band with artist management, with a label. It could be a new you know up and coming band, local band. When you set up a new release, there's got to be some milestones, some um, you know, some planning involved in it, and sometimes it's done very well, and sometimes it's not. So I thought we could talk today about some things you might want to think about when you're setting up a new release. Well, so let let's start with the very basics here. What does setting up a new release even mean? Because I bet we've got some listeners, and, and, and I know I've seen bands who have done this, and they've had great releases and not so great releases, but all of a sudden, the release just shows up. Yeah. It's just, it was released on Friday, and you're just like, what? It just fell out of the sky. Right. Now, you know, unless you're Beyonce... That type That's of strategy sure. doesn't really work too well. <laughs> because right. the second a Beyonce album drops, the world knows about it. The second Joe Smith's album drops, Joe Smith knows about it. <laughs> you know, sure. And you I know nobody else. Uh, a friend of mine said one time the number one reason why people don't buy your new album is they don't know it's out. And there have yep. been so many times that I've discovered releases from bands that i love i've stumbled across them and, or i'll be you know in our, i'll be in amoeba or i'll be on itunes or spotify and i'll go oh my gosh they've got a new record i didn't hear anything about that it wasn't on you know the pitchforks or you it know wasn't on their classic rocks <laughs> you know and that's what i think when we talk about setting up a record i think it's it's creating awareness I think the first thing you have to do is you have to reignite your fan base. If you have a fan base, step number one is to start at the center of that target and reignite your fan base, make them your street team, you know, get that so that's solid, and then kind of broaden your audience from there. And there's a lot of tactics, you know, that you and I use every day depending on who the artist is, the genre, the level, all of that. But there's some basic blocking and tackling that you can do if you just kind of sit back. Once you have it recorded and you're thinking, okay, I want to put this out, you know, um, you set a street date. Hopefully there's enough time. 
um, where you can get it up for pre-order and schedule instant grad tracks. But even more important than that, get the message out and let people know it's coming and maybe tease a little bit of it. But I'm really big on the narrative. Like, why are you putting out a record? Is it just because you got a new record and you wrote some new songs? That's, I don't know if that's enough these days. You know, I think you need to have a narrative, like give the publicist, and if you don't have a publicist, that's fine, but give the publications a reason to care or to write about you. And if you take it to, you know, a distributor or a label or a manager, whatever level you're at, what's the story? What's the narrative? Why is this important? Why should anybody care? Yeah, you know, I I, want to get back and really clarify first so the whole concept of setting up your release means putting your plan together in advance of that release like a timeline it's a it's a timeline it's a it can be as detailed as you want or as simple as you. it could be one piece of paper with a bunch of to do's on it I don't care but the point is you do need to set up your album if you don't set it up you're not going to be prepared to market it, and your fans definitely aren't going to know what's out there to buy it. And and to your point, then, the narrative, the story, is one part of that setup process. And and I don't want bands to get so focused that they forget the whole thing here. And, and I think for the interest of time, let's let's just make sure that we're we're clear that there's a lot of pieces in a in, in setting up an album, a lot of pieces, and and personally, I like to s- sort of start at one point and work backwards. And that point is the release date. You've got to sit down and pick a release date. And believe me, it's not as easy as it sounds. Yeah, I, I you know I've worked with clients who've spent two weeks debating sure. release dates, looking at right. holidays and trying to find out if other stuff is coming out at the same time. and That's and, the important and, one, and, what and, you just mentioned, right? Looking at that street date and going, well, if I'm this heavy metal band, I mean, is this other key heavy metal band coming out on that same day? Am I going to get here, here's, a, here's a perfect example. Um, it was about three years ago that Accept released their, la- their latest um, studio album called Blind Rage. It was all set up for a release date. I can't remember if it was a date in like June or July, but then all of a sudden management called me and said, we're pushing it back to August. I'm like, okay, we kind of had the whole setup ready to go here. Why? Because Judas Priest was releasing a brand new album on that same day originally. You don't, you know, if you're a heavy metal band, except as big as except is, Judas Priest is even bigger. All the attention is going to be on Judas Priest. So you pick a different date where you're not going up against anybody. Now, that's that's important if you are technically competing with people. If you're a new, unknown band, that really doesn't matter. But what still does matter is you got to look at things like holidays, vacations, your vacations. You don't want to release something and then the lead singer goes on vacation for two weeks. Right. You also don't want to release something, you know, over Christmas break, New Year's, Thanksgiving. You know, think you got to think about those things. So there's a lot of debates. But and you think internationally too, right? There, you know, there's some territories that shut down for the month of August. Um, you know, knowing where your fans are and then making sure that that release date is proper. The other thing I think that you think about on release date, even if you're not a huge artist, is there's only so much real estate 
in these emails that go out from publications, from you know, from Amazon, from iTunes, from Spotify. There's only so much real estate there. If you can pick a street date where there's not a ton of records coming out that week, um, that can serve you well too. Yep. But but you know, so you pick a street date, and then I sort of like to work a plan. Well, backwards and forwards from that street date. So you pick that street date. And now start with working backwards from that. You know, when do you hope to release the first single, the first video? When do you want to announce the pre-order? When do instant grat tracks? You start dropping in all of these little moving pieces. What goes along with that is when do you need to send out physical CDs to reviewers or to radio stations? When do they need to go out in order to have it in their hands so they could potentially write something or be playing it at the same time your pre-order goes live. Right, because you know, they don't have the same lead times, right? It's, Especially it's, with press. Yep, they have, some have long leads, some have short you're, leads. You're, you're, so that's why you got to kind of work back yeah. from all of this. And that kind of fit plate, when you start working back, that gives you a date where it's like, okay, here's sort of where everything is going to begin in my marketing plan. Two months out. I'm just making that up. Two months out from release date is when we start this whole machine rolling. Plug in all of the pieces there. Now, and you can start with that setup plan. Again, you don't have to be really detailed, but you also need to know things like when do you need to get stuff to the digital distributors to hit that street date? When do you need to have CDs manufactured? So if you're doing a physical distribution, the CDs can be in stores the same time. As right, and if you're doing vinyl, that's going to take a Lord, lot longer. Vinyl, vinyl you, can you take might want to start months. six exactly. So it, these these are important things that that are part of a setup. The setup moving forward then is okay. The album is coming out now. What's your plan moving forward? And again, it's sort of like this is all flexible. But when would you hope to have a second single and a second video? Right. Um, how about a album release show or a local album release show? When does a tour start if you're going to have a tour? All of these pieces are part of that setup. Now, I think what I've seen a lot of people forget in their setups are the important assets. So you've got all this stuff, but people are going to need photos. Yeah, approved photos at need, certain resolution. They're going to need high-res and low-res photos. They're going to need black and white and color photos. They're going to need vertical and horizontal-oriented fo photos. They're going to need album covers and back covers. They're going to need all sorts of these assets. Your setup needs to be gathering all that stuff right two months in advance yeah not and the there's day. two things i would add to that one is you know you want to have a press release and a bio that are updated approved have all the correct information contact all of those sorts of things all of that should be part of that those those assets that you're putting together and it can be as simple as dropping them in a dropbox you know and supplying people with a link where you have the press release the bio the approved images you need to decide whether you're okay with a private soundcloud link some people they don't care they'll put mp3s in a file up there for press um, or whoever that's that's up to you but all of those things like i put together kind of a a checklist and depending on the artist, you know, it, it'll start with like 
what I call the master in film, which I know it's kind of a dated term, but basically, you know, when you have your recording done and then you have your approved, you know, packaging ready to go, that's a big milestone, you know, and so that's that's a big one. And and like you mentioned before, in this timeline, when you get ready to launch, when do you want to have that instant grat track go live? Maybe you have a couple of them over a 30-day period that's, you know, towards release. You know, there are everything from, you know, making sure that you have banners that are sized for all of the different needs. And there's places all over the internet where they show you what the sizing is for Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all of those just different banners need to be a cer- certain size. And you kind of want to time all of these things to roll out. And so people are aware and the messaging is consistent across your socials. Yeah. You know, and, and we're not even getting into the setup of the, engagement marketing plan here that's a whole different thing i'm i'm looking at this is the setup of what's crucial for your release and and i'm only talking from experience but that also means making sure that somebody has mp3s of the final mastered mixed release wave files of it as well because certain upload services only re- only accept wave files. Sure, like TuneCore. So yeah, exactly. So you need to have those ready and prepared. Artwork, big, big deal. You know, start high res, and you can always downsample. You can't take a low res and make it better and bigger. Um, and and this is one of the things where, uh, you know, you and I were working on on this new Greg Kinn album, and and your brother did the artwork, and I'm like, okay, I'm I'm setting up the marketing, but way in advance, I'm like, hey, can you send me not just the cover, but can you send the me the photoshopped layered file of the cover? You know, because why? Because you're going to start taking and and you know, I'll give you an example. Like on his album, he's got this very cool. He, your brother came up with these stripes behind it. That's a very cool element. But I don't want Greg's photo and album cover and name maybe on a certain image. I just wanted those stripes elements. So give me the Photoshop layered file and I can pull those out perfectly. And they're consistent with the album. Consistent. Exactly. Or I can pull out the Photoshop layered file of the <laughs> of the album's title and logo and I can just use that without everything. So you need those those are the things you gather in advance as part of a setup because inevitably it will always happen. Somebody's going to hit you at the last minute, the morning of a video premiere, the morning of the album dropping and going, oh my God, I can get you on the homepage of this website, but I need fill in the blank of whatever it could be. I need a high resolution 900 by, and they give you some personalized dimension of some graphic. If you get that to me in the next hour, I can get you on the homepage. Yeah. You don't want to say, sorry, no. You want to say, yes, I'll have it to you, and immediately be able to jump into your setup folder, your Dropbox folder, where all this setup stuff has been saved, and pull it out and make it. Yeah, And exactly. get it off to them. Done. Yeah, and all these images, they're so different. Like the images for Apple Music are different dimensions than the ones for Spotify, for Amazon. Everybody has their own specs, and it's no secret. You can Google it. You can find these specs all over, 
but anticipate those needs. And some of them will require super high res. And you're thinking, well, why? You're going to have it this big on your site. Doesn't iTunes now, iTunes minimum is 1400 by 1400 for the album cover artwork. But they are now recommending like 3000 by 3000. Right. And yeah. and again, I'm, you know, we're sitting here going, "Well, what do you need three thousand by three thousand for when it's a little frickin' icon?" On but you? because it's also going to be used maybe on Apple TV exa- or something else. Right. Exactly. There's other. There's bigger tablets. There's the Retina display. There's all sorts of things that you might don't, not. Don't don't question consider. it. Just just do it. Just do it. Just do it. So yeah. this is what the setup, a proper setup, is. All of this done way in advance of yeah. the street date. So so when the street date hits, you're not worrying about all this other stuff. Now you're just executing, marketing, and promoting. You're not having to worry about where's this file, where's that file, does this person have the right version of this. You know, personally, and I'm sure you're the same way, I just like to get the team to use a shared Dropbox folder. Yeah. And in there is basically two folders. One folder is called approved for use, and the other folder is anything. And approved for use means exactly that. Anything that's in that folder has gone through whatever your team's approval process is. That's right. Whether it's MP3s, WAV files, images, I don't care, copy documents, whatever, bios, it's all in there. If it's in that approved for use folder, anybody can use it. You don't have to worry about getting permission. Anything in the other folder, you can play with it all you want, but it better not go live because it's not been approved for you. Yeah, you don't share that link. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't give out that photo unless you've run it through the approval process and then moved it into the other folder. And it sounds petty, but believe me, when you've got a band of five people and maybe two people helping you out, things start moving fast and furious. Yeah. You want to make sure everybody's operating on the same version all the time and the, that's the, you know la- google docs and the these, last you know, thing you want is is one guy in your band to post an old version of your album cover because they didn't get the email trail that said here's the latest fix right uh, email trails will be the death of you at some point in time i promise you that somebody will slip and miss something that was said yeah. in an email of course um setup is designed to avoid this as much as possible. And you and I have seen this. Even the biggest companies with the most money in the world have setups that go south. Yeah. Mistakes are made. People are human. It happens, right? Yep. Another thing I would add to that folder is, you know, when you make these pseudo videos that Michael and I talk about so often, which as a quick reminder, you know, those are just, it's the song bed with just an image Um, You can make it a slideshow if you want, typically having an image of the album cover, maybe when the street date is, but just something that can go on YouTube and be used in uh, a playlist. Those are things that I wouldn't recommend doing the full album. Um, I think you should control that and maybe just do your IG tracks, but that's up to you. But that's another thing that can go into that folder. And to accompany that folder, to our point earlier, you have a timeline. It can be a Gantt chart. It can be just a basic Google Doc calendar, but whatever it is. So everybody's on the same page of this is when this rolls out, this is when this is rolling out. And then with your socials, you have a schedule of things. So you're not dumping everything on one day 
or nothing for a week. And as you're leading up, there's a method to your madness. Yeah. You know, we, we mentioned, you mentioned this at the very beginning. This setup applies to the biggest band in the world and the newest, youngest, most unknown band in the world. Everybody okay. should be doing this same thing. The difference is the biggest band in the world probably has 100 people managing it for them. But that also means there's probably a lot greater chance that a setup is going to get screwed up because there's a lot of people managing it. Um, but it's really crucial. Yeah, it's and you and really I could talk crucial. for, honestly, we could do a dozen shows on setting up a record. I think this is kind of a high-level view, and I think if you take away nothing uh, but one point, and that is that planning is key. You know, like like you said a moment ago, Michael, you set your your tour, your release date, and then you kind of work backwards from that. I typically like to do 90 days. You may want to do six months because of long lead press or, you know, vinyl or whatever it is that you're working on that may take a little bit more time. But once you get it down on paper, it takes the emotion out of it and you can kind of move things around and go, oh, okay, I see where this, this is going and this is how long this is going to take. And that will make you so you can sleep at night. You'll, you'll be able to see everything. Say, it takes the panic out. Yeah. I, I did a consultation with a client a few months ago that had never done a release, and I walked him through basically this whole setup process. And he was like, his 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 biggest re- return to me was like, thank you. Oh, my God, it just took so much pressure off of me not having to worry about this, 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 and this because I took the time to make my notes, prepare things in advance because you were right. Once the single dropped... Things just got crazy, crazy that you can never expect in a yeah. good way. And <laughs> and if you don't have a setup plan in place, you will forget to do things or you won't have the time to research and figure it out. If you've got a setup in place and something happens, just go to your plan. Okay, here's where it is. I'll pull that graphic out and done. I'm gone. Right. Um, you just check those things off. Like you and I talked about metadata and how important it was that when, and we talked about this on a conference call with a client yesterday. One of the first things that this client does when they get those CDs back from the pressing plant, pop it into the computer. Is everything spelled correctly? Is, you know, the timing right? Is the publishing splits? Whatever it is, is the metadata correct? And setting up that metadata, that doesn't happen by accident. Are the songs even your songs? (laughs) (laughs) Is it the right mix of your songs? Exactly. Listen to it. It sounds so stupid for us to say this, but it it has happened in the past. It will happen again today, and it will happen in the future, people. Trust us, you know, these are trivial things, but, you know, a little little pre-setup will save you panicking when all of a sudden somebody goes, gee, I just put the new CD in, and that's not us on the CD. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, and your street date is tomorrow. Now, or it's what a are long you version do? of the song. You're like, that's <laughs> you not the version. Now, that's not the, no, that's not the master version. You don't want to find that out when you yeah. bought it. So, yeah. Um, let's do a real quick... We didn't okay. do one of these last week. You need help with your online strategy, and I've got one Go that for ties it. into this real perfect. Okay, good. If you have a new album that's now available for pre-order, and you aren't talking about it every day online, you need help with your online strategy. <laughs> I see this every day. There's every day, every week I go in and look at a record, whether it's a competitive release, whether it's you know people I know. I'm like, you've got a record coming out, and all I see is tour dates popping up. 
It drives well, me and crazy. You know why? Because Bands in Town is great about automatically posting your tour <laughs> dates. Bands in Town doesn't automatically promote your album for you. <laughs> We got to talk to John Ostro about that. Maybe he can have another business. But no, you're absolutely it, right. It, it, yes, you you. When that pre-order drops, we just talked about your setup plan. When that pre-order drops, that's the start gun. You are now on the clock. Absolutely. And every freaking day, you better be promoting that. Shout pre-order. it from the rooftops. Because you know what? You can't change things now. The, the the horse is out of the starting track. It's running. Yeah. You know, it, you can't all of a sudden and got only, only you can only change it. God forbid, it's the worst of things. Like all of a sudden, it is the wrong music on your CD or something like that. But otherwise, when that pre-order drops, that release date's square in front of you, and it ain't changing. Right. Talk about it. Have your friends talk about it. Create their, you know, you make them your street team. Everybody should be posting and sharing, getting the word out. Like we said earlier, the number one reason someone's not buying your record is they don't know about it. Yep. Make make sure they know about it. Make sure they know about it. That's what all this engagement about a pre-order is about. It's making sure people know about it. Give yourself, this is what I like to tell people, give yourself a reason every single day to talk about your new album. Yeah. Talking about your new album is not just saying, "Hey, I've got a new album coming out." Yeah. Talking of giving yourself a reason is, I'm going to post a photo of me sitting down and autographing 500 CDs. That's that's another impression. That's, it reminds that's a people. reason for you to say, "Hey, just spent three hours yesterday autographing CDs. You want an autographed CD? Head over to our yeah. website.com and order our bundling. Great. That gave you a reason yeah. to tell them this. That's what and you one want of every yeah. Day. And, one of my favorite things that people do, and it doesn't have to be expensive. You can shoot this high def, but you don't have to. You can shoot it with an iPhone if you do it in good lighting and get it close enough where you get good audio. But people want to know that narrative. So shoot a, a quick little 60-second video of about every track on the album. What was the inspiration? Maybe a funny anecdote in the studio. Whatever it is, I'm just riffing. But you know, And then yep. those things... Post one of those, you know, every week leading up to the release, and maybe uh, as it fades out, there's 10 seconds of the track. You know, there's a million things like this you can do, but I think the point that we're trying to make is you got to do something. you got to post every day, create a plan, execute that plan, and make sure you're shouting from the rooftops every day when you're hitting that street date if, to if, let people know. If all you can do is make one post a day, that's great. I'm not going to sit here and talk about how many you should make and spread it. Let's not worry about that. Just make one post a day, giving yourself a reason to talk about your pre-order. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, you'll see some positive results from it. Amen. There you go. <laughs> Another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast presented by HypeBot. HypeBot. Woohoo! Thank you. All right, All guys. Right. We'll be back next week. Later.